Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Everybody's working Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, live at the warehouse, 1967 South, uh, 300 West. Let's get out to the uh, Sprint special guest line. Uh, Sprint is the network built for Unlimited with great deals on great devices every day. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. You hear him alongside Scott Gerard from noon to 3 every single day here on the Zone Radio Network. You can catch him tomorrow starting at noon alongside Will Snowden. Get you ready for the BYU-USC game from JCW's, of course. He is the one and only Hans Olsen. Hi, Hans. So this Utah football team could win this game balancing ladders on their chin. <laughs> what uh, What's the most exotic thing you've ever balanced on your chin, Hans? The most exotic... Or unique would, or, or whatever. Well, the, the most weight I did was two railroad ties, one placed on top of the other in a T fashion. I, I don't know how much those weigh... The most uh, the most unique thing I did a uh, one time I did a um, well one of the, actually one of the first things I balanced was a garden rake with a wheelbarrow on top of the garden rake. Um, I like to, I always like to do things on top of things because it seems to impress the crowd more. It used to be a real party trick for me. I, I started doing that in high school. Well, actually, in junior high, when I was in the, the beet fields and, and hauling beets, I started by putting the hoe up on my chin, and and I'd stand in the beet field and, and balance these hoes, and and then it progressed to things like rakes and, like I said, wheelbarrows and bikes, and then it was a party trick in college. And I, 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 I'm not even exaggerating. Amanda just left the truck; otherwise, I'd have her back me up on this. It was a it was a real lady getter. Like they <laughs> were overly impressed by chin balancing, which was awesome. It's nice. It's better than playing a guitar. It is. Have you ever like balanced one of your kids' hands or anything like that? So I balanced my brother's daughter in a high chair. She was uh, one and a half. And we had a support staff standing around in case the high chair came off the chin with the baby in it. Um, it's not the most safe thing, but we felt like we had emergency preparedness around us with different hands and individuals that could have caught the child. 
if it were to fall. But so yeah, um, it was a high chair with my niece in it. So essentially, what we're saying is, don't try this at home. Yeah, be, be cautious. When I did the railroad ties, and I did this for my mom, um, I always like to, you know, I always like to wow and impress my mom. And I was back in Weezer on an uh, off season, and I picked up two fully oiled railroad ties, put one on top of it like the T, and threw it up there. As I went to drop it down, the uh, the edge of the wood on the railroad tie caught my chin and tore my chin uh, from just below my bottom lip, about a four inch tear, almost right down to the bone. You could see into the meat, like it it tore my chin pretty badly. Hey, let's, let's talk a little football, shall we? It's my chin meat is, is so interesting. Uh, let's let's get into the game tomorrow. Uh, and and weigh in on some Gordon and I have been talking about because I I think BYU has little chance of of staying in front of those unbelievably talented receivers from USC. So I think that BYU needs to find creative ways to pressure the freshman quarterback because I think that's their best chance of uh, success. What do you think? Oh, man, it's so tough to pressure him. They set such a good pocket, Jake. And the other thing is these coaches, these USC coaches – I'm, I'm, I'm visually, I'm trying to recall that entire USC Stanford game, and I can't recall that freshman sitting in the pocket for more than a two count. Like I'm talking, taking the shotgun, posting his feet, going one Mississippi, gone. Like it's it's before the two count, and that makes it so difficult to pressure. No, this is like. Games like this, it's great when you got a guy like Corbin Kafusi or Bronson Kafusi where they could get those long arms into those passing windows because those balls are coming out to the hitches, to the quick flats, to the quick slants. And it's almost better to try to block those windows with big arms and get in position to force a quarterback to sit and throw and try to, and, because he's going to throw it fast whether he's under pressure or not. And so, I almost want, I almost want zones, arms and windows, understanding the throwing pockets. It's not. There's a ton of different. There's a ton of different routes, but it's like I, I was tweeting this out when I was doing some film stuff, and I actually tweeted some Stanford USC pictures that were associated with the the, the highest frequency sets that USC will run, and it, it just. Off of defensive recognition, I'm looking at their sets, and I've got the basic concepts of what routes are coming out of those sets. I just don't know if you can get there, Jake. He throws so fast. And I think if you started to get there, I think he'd throw faster. And they they will max protect. They'll keep a – well, no, they won't max protect. I'm sorry. They'll keep six in to protect. They'll keep their five downs. And they're really good at getting their running backs into pocket protection. Running backs, both number – uh, both number four and number 28. I, I can't remember. I think it's number 28, number four. Both of those guys will step up and take on a blitz. So, man, I don't know, Jake. I, I almost feel like just dropping them and trying to get arms and pockets and windows will be as effective. 
What did you think of uh, of the the freshman's uh, performance overall, Vance? As far as the way he handled the pressure, the way he delivered the ball, the decisions he made. Very similar, and I I don't know why I didn't draw this comparison. Probably the first time that this has popped in my mind. Very similar to a Zach Wilson as a freshman. Um, he didn't get out and run as much as Zach Wilson did. But if you remember the, the the routes that Grimes and Roderick called up for Wilson, and then the routes he felt really com- felt really comfortable throwing, th- that's kind of what this freshman is doing. And they they I think that they've put him in a pretty decent place to succeed with it. <clears throat> if Gordon, <clears throat> I know the people joke about your football days, but I, but I've heard you talk about you as a quarterback and getting the ball out. Like I could probably put you in this offense, put a ball in your hand <clears throat> and you could get it to Pittman or you could get it to Vaughn's and you could probably do a pretty good job of distributing to these receivers that are open. <clears throat> so I think this freshman is just in a really good position with the receivers that are running and the pockets that are able to be set. And then the quick throws that they're at. These are quick, easy throws. This is not Drew Brees throwing a waggle post to a a deep tight end. It's just not. These aren't tough throws for him to make. It seems like sometimes, Hans, he was just throwing it up there for the receiver to just climb up and get it. He did that a couple times, and he, he did it on on def- disciplined routes, but he he did it with the understanding that Vaughn, do you, did you see how long Vaughn's arms are? Like, hmm. I, he, he looks, he reminds me of, um, oh man, what did his name just slip my mind? The the, the jazz guy that, <clears throat> that the jazz just traded away. Um, Rodney Hood. He, he, his body reminds me of Rodney Hood. Like that's how long and athletic his arms are. So I think that Gordon, I just think he's like, Oh, I'll just put it in this 20 foot radius and bonds will go get it. Yeah. Hans Olsen is with us uh, right here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 the zone. Hans, I thought this week you have done an absolutely terrific job of, of talking about the RPOs that, that BYU is running and the frequency of it and, and explaining to, to the listeners out there what exactly is going on. I've, I've found your breakdown of it just, just fascinating. But let me ask you this, because I don't know if I've heard you address this yet. Do you like it? Do you personally like the offense BYU is running? No, I don't. I don't like – I'm not a fan of the run-pass option. And a very – just a basic breakdown of the run-pass option for people because it is intricate to the requirements of what a defense is showing and what a quarterback is demanded to do off what they're showing. But the very basics of this is, just so people can understand, if I'm a quarterback, I get under center – well, I get to my shot, my shotgun position, and I see seven men in the box, understanding outside of offensive tackle to outside of offensive tackle to 15 yards. If I see seven men in that box, then I throw my quick hitch, I throw my post, I, th- I throw the ball. If I see six men 
Or if I see double stack last left side, like I see a Mike linebacker behind the three technique on the left side, and I see an outside backer behind stack behind the t- the offensive tackle on the left side, and I've got uh, uh, four downs, I'm going to throw to my right side. Th- those are just the, or I'm sorry, I'm going to run to my right side. Those are just the basics of what a run pass option or RPO is, and I'm not a fan of it. I'm just, I'm old school. Give me a job. Give me a job. Don't run me on a zone and, well, okay, I need you to run block, but if you get the five yards, you've got to stop because if we see the backer shift out, then this, this, and this, and if you go past five yards, that's that's offensive lineman downfield or ineligible receiver, and don't do that to me. Like, give me an assignment. You know, the other thing that makes it really difficult, Jake and, and Gordon, is you're third and one. So Zach Wilson's third and one. And he sees a situation where I think he saw Tyson, at least this is what I saw in film. I think he saw Tyson was scrambled. I think that he saw something in the RPO opportunity and decided to go with the pass. So this is what I don't like about this. As a coordinator, when the media comes to me and says, why didn't you run the ball? I can look at you and I can honestly say, that wasn't my call. That was our quarterback's call. I don't, I don't like that. Because, you know, in, in, this, in this offense, they wanted to get to the line of scrimmage. They wanted to catch Tennessee in the personnel that they had on the field. And so they were hustling to get back to the ball and get it snapped. And Zach is trying to make these reads on these flies, and it's really tough to do. And when you're in a third and one in a clutch situation with four minutes left in Neyland Stadium, there's so much on the line. I don't like that. You know, like get, as, a, as an offensive guard or an offensive center, pull me into the huddle, say, hey, Hans, we are going to run the two-gap. We're going to go power. We're going to go lead. We're going to pull backside guard. We need you to move the one technique. Yes, sir. I'll look at him and say, yes, sir, I'll move him. Just give me an assignment. Give a receiver assignment. Give the running back an assignment. Uh, that, I'm just old school. But the reason they're doing it so much, you guys, is because of all the defensive shifting that goes on. I, I kind of understand why it's, it's kind of morphed. More and more the college game is morphing into this. It's because there are so many defensive shifts and things and then catching personnel and then trying to take advantage of the personnel that's on the field by keeping your guys in rotation and letting a quarterback make a decision. But I I still don't like it, man. I I go back to my old old Colts offense I ran, or I go back to the BYU offense that used to run. Uh, I was on the defensive side, but I knew the offensive system pretty well. I, I'm I'm just not a fan of what it's morphing into. Have you seen Hans enough of Tyson Williams to believe he is what you thought he was going to be before the season started, and that BYU will take advantage of that? Well, that that Gordon again that comes back to what Zach sees. See, that's the other thing you're taking you're taking your ability as a coordinator to how many runs he has out of your hands. Yeah. And you're putting it in USC's defensive hands. 
So basically, it's not Jeff Grimes that dictates how many carries Tyson Williams has. It's USC's defensive coordinator and how many he puts in the box. And I believe USC is going to leave the box full, and I believe you're going to see less than 14 carries from Tyson. I, I think that you're going to be checking out of the run, and you're going to be going to the pass because that's what you do in run-pass option. And then I'll also just go to, to what – and I could have a coach call me right now. I could have a coach call me right now and say, hey, Hans, you're off on this. But I think that there were only five or six actual called runs. And the only actual called runs would have been like the reverse that was running overtime. Those aren't RPO situations. Um, your, your quick pitches, those aren't typically those aren't RPOs. RPOs will come off of the, the handoff, the, the, the direct give. Um, you might have some, but like anything that's fly sweep or wide, typically that's, that's not RPO. That's, that's a called run. There just weren't many of those. So if there's only four or five that are actually called runs, then it's USC's defense that'll dictate how many carries he gets. Hans, thank you very much. As always, we'll be listening tomorrow to you and Will from JCWs. Am I breaking up? Oh, no, you're good, man. We just, uh, we're way behind, so we appreciate you. Thanks for coming on. Oh, I feel like you cut this one short. <laughs> well, it's it's really our fault because we, we, uh, we got to you a little later than we should have. Hans, well, answer me I want, yeah. I, I, I love talking with you. And uh, answer one quick question for us. Will you, um, uh, Jake and I have been arguing back and forth about the appropriateness of having uh, an outfit like USC run the air raid offense, Graham Harrell there, a disciple of Mike Leach. Do you like that approach? Do you like that sort of uh, whatever you want to call it, that aggressive nature in an offense? Or do you agree with Jake that the SC should go back to student body left and right? So <clears throat> I'm going to probably be in the minority here. I like it because of the freak athletes, and I like it because when I think of a, as myself as a D tackle, I hated going against. <clears throat> I hated going against that type of offense. And, and you know, Jake might be right because you can get the biggest, most athletic guys, and you could just move move piles. And and I do love that. Everybody knows I love that style. But when I would get in a two minute drill just before the half. Well, I'd get into a two-minute drive just before the end of the game, and a team is sprinting to the ball, and I'm trying to catch my breath as a rusher or as a guy that's trying to press against the offensive line. I'm exhausted, and I'm trying to get to the line and get myself down. I'm, I'm late off the ball, typically late in my get-off, and I just hated it as a defensive lineman. So my thought is when you've got the most speed on the outside – and you can recruit really athletic, high-level athletic offensive linemen and quarterbacks that can make quick reads, you can really get guys in bad position. Defenses will make mistakes, and it forces you to keep personnel on the field. That's one of the reasons that you see Zach Wilson on the field with Jaron Hall 
is because and, – and those guys will rotate. Like, you'll see them rotate from quarterback out to receiver and, and vice versa, back to running back or wildcat. It's because they're trying to keep the, that they're trying to keep their personnel on the field and they're trying to keep the defensive personnel that they see on the field so that they can take advantage of a certain individual. And you can do that in these quick offenses. And so you can be very dominant in it. It could be very good for uh, the right kind of team. Hans, thank you very much. We'll catch you tomorrow. Okay, I miss you. Love you guys. See you, Hans. Bye, Hans. We're live at the warehouse, and our good friend Tom joins us once again, 1967 South, 300 West. And we're blowing minds today, Tom, with these uh, deals that I, I best I've ever heard you do. Uh, we always have deals. We're we're getting ready for a big grand opening, so I've got more than usual deals and incredible nice stuff at incredible nice prices. We had uh, Gordon sneak over there. What would you think about that uh, nice leather sofa with a console? C-O-M-F-O-R-T, personified. Pretty nice, huh? That's about as comfortable as you can get. Gordon looked pretty good in there too. He, like he could, he could. He looked pretty chill. Like he could hunker down and spend some real quality time in that. That might chair. change your personality. Yeah. Anything, right. Yeah. yeah. We have uh, a beautiful. I'm not allowed to mention the brand name. If you understand furniture, if you've ever shopped for nice furniture, you'll recognize the brand when you come in. It is real leather, nothing bonded, nothing fake and flake. Uh, it's as nice as it gets. Power recliner. It's got uh, a console in the middle for two drink cups with a lift-up compartment for remotes, whatever else you want to If you knit, put your knitting needles in there. <laughs> if you crochet, put your crochet needles in there. If you just want to watch games and uh, sit down and chill, it's, it's as good as it gets. USBs all the way around, head tilt, $899, regular $2,900. Wow. Uh, but that's not it. Uh, we haven't even mentioned the Sealy Premiums for two ninety nine, which is the best deal. Uh, that deal is done. Uh, I can't get them to ever do it again at that price. I decided that I have half a truckload left here at the Salt Lake store. If you want to come in, if you need a mattress for a spare bedroom, you're buying a deal that... Everywhere in town, it's six ninety nine. It's nicer than the, and I got to be careful because I don't want to say names. There's a warehouse club across the street. Uh huh. Not the one behind me, but across the street, yep. they sell its brother for four ninety seven. The difference is this one has thirty five springs more titanium springs. They're four ninety seven at the warehouse club where you pay for a membership, and here I haven't. $299. Wow. We have lots more. We have the adjustable bed queen head up with mattress $499. I've got the deal that Gordon laid down and Jake laid down. The Cal King Sealy uh, memory foam infused with gel with two adjustable beds. If you've never experienced an adjustable bed, come in here and lay on it. You're going to want one. Yep. Yeah. You're going to want one. And if you've been looking at them and you don't want to pay for it, a Twelve thousand bucks, fifteen ninety nine. And don't forget, if you want a bed to go with it, I'm going to give you a bed for an extra two hundred bucks. We're at the warehouse, nineteen sixty seven South, three hundred West. The warehouse, boom. There you go. Come take advantage of it. We'll have more of the big show next, ninety seven five and twelve eighty. The zone. 
Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us a part of your Friday. I want to remind you about our friends at Diamond Airport Parking. Fantastic rates, free car washes, 24-7 shuttle service detail, oil changes, and glass repair when you're away. Diamond Airport Parking with the best rewards program in Utah. Only airport valet service in Utah. Park, ride, and save just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Diamond Airport Parking. We're at the Warehouse 1967 South. 300 west drop on by and see us we still have a few uh uh of the well actually we've got quite a bit of jazz gear still uh, left to give away and you can enter to win utah uh utah and idaho state tickets and given the fact that uh, our good friends from miller light dropped off even we had three pair to begin with our good friends from miller light dropped off four another two pair or another yeah another two pair yeah so we are giving away a lot of tickets so your your odds of winning are, are really really good yeah come on by and see us. It's always fun to to interact with uh, our listeners when they do drop in. What do you? Th- what did you think of uh, Hans's evaluation of BYU's offense? He doesn't like it. Uh, he doesn't like that read option part. But I think he's speaking from a standpoint of of his experience playing. He well, said, because linemen hate it. Give me a job and and let me complete the job. Right. And I, it really resonated with me when he said that if it's left to the quarterback. Uh, and and thereby left to the defense to dictate what you're going to do offensively, which is often the case. I mean, in all kinds of different way, senses. But I, I don't like the defense being able to dictate that. Right. I, I understand it's a necessity, and Kyle Whittingham has talked about this too. He said that after the Northern Illinois game, that the offense reacts to what the defense is giving it. But if you want Tyson Williams to get the ball in his hands, don't you want to get it to him? You want to you want to call it and make sure that he yeah. gets it. Yeah. Whatever happened to the well, it doesn't matter if they know what's coming, but if they can't stop it. See, yeah. it's it's just. A, I know it's a little more complicated than that, and yeah. these defenses are pretty sophisticated these days. I just think it's it's getting cute. You know, is it necessary to get cute, or can you line up and you can you just smash somebody? Well, you're in front trusting of you. your quarterback to make decisions based on what he's seeing on the field. Uh huh. You know. And so if you trust him to make a good decision, but you're right, you're taking, you're you're letting somebody else make the decision for you because he's reading it off what the defense right. is doing, and that's Hans's problem with it, and I, he makes a good point. What happened to, you it know. Might be a, just a, might be reality in the modern game. Whatever happened to the old Jerry Sloan philosophy, you know what's coming, now go, why don't you stop it? Good luck stopping that's it. That's what I just said. Oh, did you mention Jerry too? No, Sorry. I didn't mention Jerry, but th- that's okay. You're reiterating. Well, I, yes, I agree with you. You're reiterating. I was listening to what How you dare said. How you agree with me? Can't win with me, can you? I, can't, I really can't. Uh, but that's exactly right. I mean, some teams believe in that, and they're going to go out and they're going to they're going to make you pay. Right. And if if you can stop it, then more power to you. But. I don't know. That really, that really is making me think about uh, what my philosophy would be if I were the offensive coordinator. What would well, yours be? Well, it depends on it depends You're, on what how much talent you have on your team, which is but, the but reason always, that I don't like the air raid for USC. Right, but but SC has. See, 
I think talent can be applied in a lot of different ways. You've been talking all week about how, how, how gifted USC's receivers are, how athletic they are, how skilled they are. Well, why not take advantage of that athleticism and that skill in a more explosive way? I mean, you can pass the ball easier and you can run it. You cover more ground quicker, right? Isn't that what basketball – isn't that what Jerry always say? You pass the ball, don't don't dribble it? Yeah, but football's a little different because completing a pass is more difficult than handing the ball off. It might be, but if you have gifted receivers and you're gobbling up 15, 20 yards a pop – It's still easier to hand the ball off than it is to complete a pass. Oh, tell Mike Leach that. That it, so so if you have so if you have if you have the advantages of what Mike Leach is doing, only you've got better athletes performing it. Then what's to argue with that? I know, but why don't these big time programs hire Mike Leach? Oh, there's all kinds of things that are involved in that. Tennessee wanted to hire Mike Leach, and then they're uh, the the. They, their fans and boosters and all that absolutely threw a fit. What? Why is Mike Leach coaching at Washington State, if that's true? Uh, I don't know, but I would hire him. And maybe it's because of some baggage of the past, some uh. perception things. I think he is, he, and he's, he's lifting it from the day, his, his understudy days in Provo. See, he's he's got the... He's the perfect small town coach. That's that's really I, what is I, what, he's good why, for. Why, why isn't he good in a bigger market? Uh, because he's his system is great for underachieving. It, it's, it's great all, for situations where you can't necessarily recruit the the best talent. But like that, Pullman, see, but the reason that or like make, Lubbock. The reason that makes no sense to me, Jake, is because if you can do it with lesser athletes, why can't you do it even more effectively with better athletes? Why doesn't USC hire Mike Leach? They've well, had plenty maybe, of opportunities. Well, maybe they dude. should. Hmm. Maybe. I, lo- I would hire Mike Leach. Uh, I think the guy is innovative, and I, he is he's I think really he's a good to coach, too. Uh, your, your man crush makes me feel like I'm constantly running him down, but I have to, like, keep you in check a little bit. And if you're USC and can get the best running back in the country every single year, you'd be a fool not to use that. But if that. you can get the best receivers in the country, why would you be a fool not to utilize that? You could run a pro-style offense that can take advantage of the receivers, the running back, and the and the quarterback that you are capable of getting but, at but USC. As, as a, a great college uh, coach once said, uh, winning by nine is better than winning by two. A little, little Gary Croton blast there. That's nice. <laughs> if you can win by 90, it's better than winning by 20. Uh, Want to remind you about our friends at Homie. Did you know Homie assigns a whole team of realtors and specialists to sell your home for a flat 1500 bucks? That means thousands of dollars in hypothetical realtor commissions back into your pocket. That's innovative. That's fair. That's a company who's got your back. That's Homie. You and Kyle Whittingham should get together because – you are risk averse. When was the last averse. air raid team to win the national championship? Well, how many air raid teams have there been? Plenty now. Mike Leach has been around twenty-five years, thirty years, it's and got, his disciples are everywhere these days. It's got to be done pro- the the right Bruce way. Bruce Feldman uh, wrote a, a a column just yesterday about how many coaches <laughs> that Mike Leach has put out across the 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 college and pro landscapes now. 
So uh, answer my question. How many air raid offenses have won the national championship? Well, relative to maybe the percentage isn't that bad compared to, you know. It's obvious that USC got tired of trying to do what you suggest that How they many? try to do. And so they went and hired Graham Harrell to get it done. They didn't hire Mike Leach, but they hired his disciple to go do exactly what I just said, have an explosive offense because you have great athletes who can do it. How many air raid offenses have won the Big 12? I don't know. How many air raid offenses have won the Pac-12? Well, it, the it, answers it, to all these well, questions are zero. Uh, I, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. How no. many how many national championships were run running the wing T? Uh, and Nebraska, hardly anybody runs that anymore. Uh, Nebraska won a bunch running the triple option. What they did? I'm just saying that your logic. It's spot on, no, I know. Just because somebody else hasn't been successful with it doesn't mean you can't be. Okay. I didn't see, you know, Stanford probably was wishing that uh, that USC would go back to the student body left and right because they weren't able to stop what the Trojans were doing when they were outscored 42-3 to down the stretch. All I know is USC's won a bunch of national titles running the pro style. And we're talking about a Stanford team that typically has been trouble for SC. How many Raiders have won the national championship again? That's, that's, uh, that's, that's bad logic. How is that bad logic? <laughs> they, all right. Because we're going, we're, we're here, late to break. We're live is, at the here, warehouse. Here is the reason why. Because not enough teams with better athletes have been able to install it. And so if you get the better athletes, then you install it. Now you've got something that's worth talking about. Sure. It, 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 but by, what you're saying is that, oh, the only people who ever try this are people who are in Lubbock. Or people who are in some outpost like Pullman somewhere. Well, Sonny well, Dykes tried it at Cal and it failed. <laughs> well, he had other issues. Like what? All like kinds. all the number one pick in the draft? <laughs> Stay tuned. More next. 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Scott on a Friday, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're hanging out live with Tom and the gang here at the Warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. Drop on by and see us. And soon to be open out in Orem. So we've been doing we've been doing media day for the, the grand opening coming next week. Happening next Friday. Uh, I'm not sure how big of a grand opening. It will probably be a soft grand opening, but we will open our doors on Friday. We were talking off the air about some of these bed deals that I bought. That's an example. You see that metal bed down there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a bed that was sold for six ninety nine. See that king bed? Mm-hmm. The metal bed between the white and the yeah. recliner? We're going to sell that for 179 bucks. King bed wow. for $179. Nothing. We've got uh, nightstands. Uh, we'll do the Austin deal to end the day. I've got uh, some of these Austin, and the brand is Austin. I've got some Austin night nightstands that are 129 at the guys down south. We'll do them for 40 bucks, 39.99. I've got uh, all bedding and all rugs. We'll do them the rest of the day and tomorrow and Monday. 50% are are off of our lowest price. We haven't mentioned that today. I wasn't going to do it, 
but we want uh, some people to come in and give them some deals so they remember us and remember that we're having a grand opening. The last thing I want to talk about is I don't want to forget the queen adjustable bed. It's truly the best deal. If you need a spare bedroom, you go buy the mattress. If you go to the warehouse club that's across the street, there's a mattress that they sell for four ninety seven. I've got the same mattress for two ninety nine. Hmm. If you wanna buy a frame to go with it, the frames are typically seventy bucks. And then if you want to put a box spring with it, the box springs for Queen. I'm the cheapest on the street at a hundred bucks. Everybody else is one twenty five to one ninety nine for a box spring. So if you buy a box spring, a frame and a mattress and if you buy it at the warehouse club where it's the cheapest, that's 570 bucks. How about I give you an adjustable bed, motorized adjustable bed with mattress, and I'm going to give you the two to choose from. I'm going to give you the Sealy Premium if you want it, or a gel-infused memory foam. You're looking at it right there, Gordon. Mm-hmm. So everything you experienced on that bed, it will do except your feet up. Okay. Four hundred ninety-nine dollars. Wow! It's the best deal in the country because everybody who uses it as a leader, and you know who I'm talking about—the store down south has billboards on I-15 at six ninety-nine. Are they going to put a billboard up if somebody's going to embarrass them at four ninety-nine? <laughs> no, no, because it's such a good deal. If you need a bed, if you're looking for your own bed and you want some extra comfort, come and get it. A, adjustable bed and a queen mattress and if you want a frame to go with it i'm going to have these uh fashion bed is the company it's part of the Liggett and platt they got out of the bed business they're not going to do beds anymore and i happen to buy a whole bunch of them Mm. but i'm going to save you like 80 percent see what you said there right there tom is important because people wonder how how you're able to sell these things at these remarkably low prices. It's not because you're selling junk. It's because you, from the from the fundamental, from the foundational uh, standpoint, you find these deals that these the other companies can't find. And so you're able to pass that on to the customer. Well, it's not necessarily that they can't find them. But they bring them to people first, and because we have relationships, everybody knows our families, the Furniture Warehouse Road Redwood family. My father-in-law has an incredible reputation. Everybody loves him. Uh, That got passed on to us, and so people call us. I've got a friend that I called and said, I've got a big store, and it's a big store. When you see it, you're going to go, wow. It's It's like walking into a warehouse club big. And and people uh, will will really be blown away because I've got Ashley Furniture at the best price in town, and then I've got my deals. So I called my friend. He used to be the president of the Furniture Manufacturers Association of America, and his name's Bob. And I said, Bob, I need some help. I need some deals. I bought like 20 truckloads from Bob. Hmm. Connect, connected. Yeah. You know, you know where to go. Yeah. It's a deal. And other people, they're too small to buy a deal. And other people, they're too big to buy a deal. They don't want it on their floor unless it's there for a year. Mm. It costs too much money to in and out of their system. I want it, so it's here today and gone tomorrow. If I have 15 of them, come buy the 15. But you better come because when they're gone, you won't see it again. Get down here. Take advantage of it. 1967 South, 300 West. Thanks, Tom. All right, more big shows straight ahead. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. 
This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. David Locke, play-by-play voice of the Utah Jazz. I saw you were trying to sell some Gobert State on Twitter. You said, I'm not doing it just defensively. I'm selling some of this offensively, too. My real estate on Gobert Island, I mean, I've got a palatial estate. Wrapping up Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. And uh, Gordon, as always, we want to say a big hearty thank you to our good friend Tom and the gang down here at the warehouse. They're always great hosts, and they'll always take terrific care of our listeners. I've been trying out their furniture, and I'm telling you, the things that I've laid down were set on pretty darn comfortable. Yep. And for these prices, really, I mean, if you have to pay double somewhere else— to get something why do it yeah doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. and you and i both send uh our friends and family certainly in your case uh down to the warehouse and the the great part about that is 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 our listeners get the exact same treatment that our friends and family do but Mm -hmm. uh uh, trust us if you're in the market for some furniture bed uh, i mean they've got a little bit of everything down here Uh, well actually i take that back they've got a lot of everything down here. Uh, come find out for yourself. 1967 South, 300 West. Gordon, uh, you're going down to Provo tomorrow to cover the Cougs. I'm going to be am. doing uh, anchoring our pre- and post-game coverage for the Utes. So we should have both games covered for you on Monday. Although, i got to admit, you, you get the more interesting game, I think, than I do. Well, how is this going to work out with BYU and USC? And what is it set up for the following Friday night with USC going up against the Utes? We're going to get a whole lot of information on Saturday. We are. Mm-hmm. It, sh- it should be a beautiful day weather-wise. I like it that uh, we're going to be in studio for the Ute pre- and post-game show, so I actually get to watch both games at the same time, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, looking forward, Yeah, looking forward to. But uh, during the day, nice. just soak it in, Gordon. College football when it's supposed to be played during the day. On a beautiful Saturday afternoon. Fall in Utah is the best season in Utah, in my opinion. And tomorrow is going to be gorgeous, and we're going to have a full day of college football. But it's not at 830. It's during the day. That's exactly right. And for for BYU-USC, Jake, it's really going to come down to can that can that defense handle that air raid offense? Yep. And, and I don't know whether it can or it can't, but we're going to see for ourselves. All right, we will talk to you on Monday on The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.